We are officially in lying season for the NFL draft. Which rumors should you believe and which ones should you throw out? All that and more in this episode of the Lifetime Cowboys Podcast. You are Locked On Cowboys, your Locked daily Dallas Cowboys on. podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Locked Network, your on. team every day. Locked On. Locked, Locked On. Locked On Cowboys. Welcome back to the Locked On Cowboys podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We want to thank you for making us your first listen of the day. We are free and available on all platforms. Uh, I am Marcus Mosier. You can follow me on Twitter at Marcus underscore Mosier. He is Landon McCool. Check him out on Twitter at McCoolBCB. Landon, let's first start with this. We are two weeks away from the NFL draft. How do you decide which rumors to believe and which ones you shouldn't believe? Well, unfortunately for all of us, the Geneva Convention, as well as the NFL Collective Bargaining Agreement, frown upon waterboarding or torture of any yes. of any method of extracting information. So uh, short of that, you know, I, I think uh, like I've we mentioned before, I, I've uh, my grandfather used to say what passes the smell test, you know, and, and I think that that is a lot of how you kind of <laughs> parse some of this stuff is that is are you hearing this from just one source who is not reliable? What's the motivation of the, mm-hmm. inf- what could be the motivation of the information being released? Is it beneficial to a particular player or to a team that's trying to get a particular player? These are all things that, you know, you're trying to suss out the motivation behind the rumor. And then that can kind of help lead you to maybe where the rumor came from, why the rumor may or may not be tr- true. I think most of the times it's about kind of triangulating information, right? Like seeing, if you're if you're hearing it from multiple sources, are those sources that you trust? Are those sources the the mouthpiece of the agents, like you know uh, guys like Schefter and and all these mm-hmm. guys who are the national media folks? I mean, as we've seen on Twitter, they basically copy paste what what's being uh, texted yep. to them from agents. So we just have to be really careful, kind of trusting some of those larger media outlet folks because a lot of times they're just doing the bidding of the forces that uh, that they serve in order to get the information that they need to do their jobs. All right. So on today's show, we're going to do some buy or sell, some rumors that have been floating around regarding the Cowboys and just the NFL draft in general. Uh, I got a whole note card full of them. So let's dive right in. The first one, the Dallas Cowboys love Ohio state wide receiver, Chris Olave, and they would be willing to trade up in the first round to go get him. I'm buying it. You know, I mean, look, I mean, for me, I've, I've made it clear. I think Olave is wide receiver one in this class. Mm -hmm. Um, uh, The Cowboys have a need there. I think, you know, if you look at uh, what Olave can do, I I have said that I thought Williamson might be a better fit for what the Cowboys, as far as in the idea of kind of diversifying the wide receiver core, but uh, a, a faster slight faster smaller uh, amari cooper would 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 work i mean i'll take that as well a guy that can you know win with route running olave is one of the guys who i think there's very little argument that is going to be one that who is going to have the smoothest transition to being used as a wide receiver in the nfl coming into the nfl i think some of these other folks that are 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 you know maybe drake london is also kind of falls into that category but some of these other folks i think are going to have to you know be given a sort of piecemeal role as they're learning to play wide receiver in the NFL. But Alave is a guy who's complete, who's very well refined. Uh, I think you could plug him right into your offense, make him a feature part or, you know, kind of a secondary feature uh, next to lamb uh, and really have something explosive there. Uh, we do know that he's a 30 visit, right? We do know yeah. that 
Pelamore and Mike McCarthy both went and saw him at Ohio State. The Cowboys need speed on offense, and he certainly qualifies, right? He's somebody that can take the top off the defense. Yep. And he's the best route runner in this class. So there's a lot of things that make you believe, you know what, if the Cowboys are targeting a receiver, this could be the one. Now, would they trade up for him? That part is tough. Would you give up your second-round pick to go get Chris Olave? Would the Cowboys do that, Landon? What do you think? I, I I can't speak to whether the Cowboys would or not. I mean, I, I guess maybe they, they would. I, I think they would. Um, I I would consider it. I mean, I I don't know that you need to go up that high in order to get him, um, but maybe you do. And and if that's the case, uh, then maybe. I mean, I guess the question is like, what is the second round going to give us? I think I think last time we talked about this, it was something in the low teens right is so, that right yeah. so pick 24 and 56 will get you up to about 14 or 15 i bet you could get a little bit higher than that too because of this year's class being the way it is more yeah. i think more teams are likely to want to trade back this year than, than i could see houston at pick 13 yep um, they're desperate like, to get more picks right right it, it let's let's go down from 13 to 24 we already had our pick at three um, I could certainly do, see them doing something like that. Uh, Nick Casario is the GM there. He comes from the Patriots, you yep. know, who love to trade down. I think Houston would be open to something like that. I agree. Yeah, I think, uh, you know, that's especially with the state of their roster and the fact that they, they are missing picks. They, they, they don't have uh, all their picks. So I think that would be a, a very simple trade partner. And, I, and again, I think for the Cowboys – uh, you'll figure out the guard situation, or it, it, this would be something that like you have convinced yourself that you have figured out the guard situation, or you have a solution in your back pocket. Which we'll I, get to. On, I got one later that we can talk about. Well, you know, and that's that's good because I was just going to say, generally speaking, like if 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 you're ch- making me choose between, hey, we got to f- solve the guard issue on the fly, or solve the wide receiver issue on the fly because we didn't get the picks we wanted in the first two rounds for both. I would say the solving the guard situation would be a lot easier yeah. problem than, than solving the wide receiver issue for the Cowboys. So here's my thing with trading up to 13, 14, giving up your second round pick. I don't really feel like you need to go up that high because I I saw a report today from Chris Mortensen basically saying Jameis Williams is a lock to be a top 10 pick. We know that Drake London, a lot of people like uh, inside the top 10 or 12. And you've got Garrett Wilson, who's likely to be a top 14 pick. So – I think Olave is probably likely to be the fourth or fifth receiver drafted. Do you need to go up that high or do you just need to jump the Cardinals, the Packers and the Patriots? Do you just need to trade up to 20 with the Steelers uh, and give up your third round pick? The issue I have Landon is will the Cowboys or will the saints at number 19 want to trade down? They just traded up into that spot. They probably don't want to move back down. Will the Eagles want to trade down from 18? think there's a possibility right howie roseman uh doesn't mind trading the cowboys and eagles traded last year right the draft i believe correct yes they did so um the eagles came up and got the receiver maybe the cowboys returned the favor this year right so i think a third round pick and let's say a third and a fifth is probably all you would need to give up to go get alave but if it ultimately came down to a second round pick i understand why they would do it yeah, I mean, I think it's all about how things play out that Thursday night, right? Like watching the board fall. I think you probably have both folks, right, on the on speed dial say, hey, mm-hmm. if if the board falls this way, 
expect a call from us. Hey, if and telling the other team, hey, if the board falls that this way, expect a call from us. Uh, yeah, I think that you know, just kind of the way you laid it out, wide receivers are going to be interesting to see how they come off the board. We talked about it before. All these teams are going to view these guys differently. A lot of people are most, I think, most teams from what I'm seeing, which have Garrett Wilson above Olave. So, you know, I would yep. say, yep. It, I don't know exactly, you have the consensus board, I'm sure. Mm-hmm. I would say that Olave is likely wide receiver four or five, probably. He is wide general, receiver four right? in the consensus board, yes. So, yeah, I, I think there's certainly a chance that you could get away with only trading your third round and getting up to the spot you need to go get Olave. I think you just need to be ready to have that second round and pull the trigger if you need to go up there. If, if, if you covet him at that rate, which, I mean, again, I really like him, so I'm on board with that, but I can also see how you know, some folks may not be thrilled about that. Uh, he's currently 17 on the consensus board, which is an interesting spot because maybe the Chargers who pick at 17, they traded their second round pick away for Khalil Mack. Maybe they would be open to trading down from 17 to 24, picking up a third, maybe a fourth round pick uh, to slide back. I, I could see them being interested there. Uh, I got a bunch of more rumors that we need to get to. But before we do that, let's tell you guys about that online. BetOnline.net is your number one source for all of your betting stats and sports info. Find all of the latest sports developments, league reviews, and news, including this year's basketball playoffs odds in the start of the Major League Baseball season. BetOnline is your continued source for all of your sports wagering information, including live betting, the playoffs, esports, and more. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and action. BetOnline, where the game starts. All right, Lane, another rumor that's been kind of floating out there is that the Dallas Cowboys are out on Tyler Linderbaum, the center from Iowa. Do you believe that? Yeah, I mean, I, I mean, that's what they've been kind of telling us through their actions so far, right? I mean, the, he clearly – I mean, just by the way that the Cowboys distribute 30, 30 visits, right? That he mm-hmm. clearly – if he, they were interested in him, I, I think they clearly would have – uh, uh, you know, put him in for a visit. I mean, just look at all the, the eligible players that are around him that got uh, uh, asked, and he, you know, very specifically did, including another center, including several centers, if I'm not mistaken, uh, yep. further down the roster. Now, it could this, you know, you want to talk about we're in the era of the reverse smokescreen, too. Yeah. So, sure. what it could be is that the Cowboys very intentionally, I mean, look, I've been saying this for years. They have never taken me up on this, but at some point, the best, you know, smokescreen the Cowboys could ever do is to use their 30 visits against the other teams, right? And by not showing their kind of uh, uh, tendency, not putting the guy that they're actually targeting uh, with their pick in their t- in 30 visits and then, you know, pulling a fast one on all of us uh, and, 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 and stealing it. Now, why would they do that? The thought process could be in general, Hey, if we want Linderbaum, that l- last part of the, of round one is, is where it's dangerous, right? If you, if you feign, you know, not non-interest there, then right. some teams may think that he could fall past you to, and they could pick him up early in the second round. Right. So you may want to just kind of prevent teams from trading up above you to take him or, you know, just basically watch him get snatched right in front of you. So I believe it, but I also would not at all be surprised if that all, all of their fake non-interest in him was all a kind of, like I said, reverse smokescreen for their actual interest in him and, and that he would be a pick. But as it stands right now, I, I do believe that they are yeah. not interested. 
It sucks because I really like Tyler Linderbaum. Yep. But it just feels like the Cowboys haven't really shown a lot of interest there. I don't even know if they sent anybody to his workout the other day um, that he had. Uh, we had no 30 visits, a pretty clear sign that they don't have a ton of interest. And then you hear whispers from Brian Broaddus, who basically said, yeah, they don't they don't like him. So that one I, I do believe a little bit. Uh, all right, next one. The Cowboys have slotted Sam Williams as a clear second-round target, the defensive end from Ole Miss. And if he's there, that's the pick. Are you buying or selling that? I, I think I'm buying, honestly, because yeah. the more the more we are getting closer to the draft, the more it feels like they've got something in mind at wide receiver or offensive line. And because we're seeing more and more variety at that 56 pick, right? Which it's not the opposite think- of what you're doing at, in the first round, right? If it's not, if you don't draft the receiver at, at 24, you're not all, or you're not automatically picking a guy there. Yeah. It, so it feels like they're moving away from the idea of only picking wide receiver and OL in the first two picks. They clearly have some other folks there uh, that they like a lot that they will be looking at. Uh, I Sam Williams is 100% one of those guys. Yeah. I think he's a, I think he's a third round pick all day. 56 is kind of you know closer to the back end of the second round. So if you want him, 56 is not in a reasonable spot to pick him. I think the only reason that it's an unreasonable or it would be argued by Cowboys fans is unreasonable is the strong need at, at wide receiver and offensive line. But I think outside of that, it makes a ton of sense that he would be the pick of 56. And I know and this happens every year. Uh, we see a mock draft simulator, and he's always available to you at pick 88, whether you're using Pro Football Focus, yeah. the Draft Network, Fan Speak, Over the Clock, or, uh, the, the, or On the Clock. They're, he's always available. So we get it into our mind. Why should the Cowboys take him at 56 when you know yeah. he's going to be there at 88? just doesn't work like that for a couple of reasons. Four, Cowboys, four, yeah, yeah, go ahead, go ahead. 4-4-6 go defensive ends from the SEC don't last yeah. in the third round. I'm sorry, they just don't we need to kind of wipe our brains of the mock draft simulations and, and remember that they are not, uh, I say that as again, please join us tonight at, at 8 PM central uh, on our YouTube channel as we run through several of them. But we need to remember that these are just tools for us to kind of go through these simulations. They are by no means, you know, the end all be all for the rankings of these folks. We can't assume that just because we pick Sam Williams, 400 out of 401 simulations in yep. at 88 that he's actually going to be available there on draft day. So I, I do think the Cowboys and the NFL teams obviously have a more realistic uh, uh, view on how the rest of the NFL views these players. So there needs to be a, like a level of kind of trust there and not trusting, you know, over the clock or uh, the yeah. draft network, or I mean, those guys all do incredible jobs, but they just, they just don't have the resources that the NFL teams do. Um, yeah, I, I think he's a very flawed player. Like, I don't know how much he's going to help you in year one, but the history of the draft shows you that those guys don't last very long. Let's look at since 2000, Landon, this is every edge rusher who's run a sub 4-5-3 40-yard dash or sub 4-5-5 40-yard dash. It's uh, Josh Sweat who fell to the fourth round because of some – uh, Off-field stuff. Uh, uh, from injury stuff. Oh, injury uh, stuff. Injury stuff, yeah. yeah. Brian Burns, first-round pick. Vic Beasley, uh, Jadavian Clowney, Hassan Reddick, Jervon Walker, who might very well be the number one pick in this class. Lorenzo Carter, a second-round pick by uh, the Giants. Dwight Franey, Sam Williams, 
Montez Sweat, Jason Owe, and then Amari Barno, another defensive end from this class. So, like, you just don't find those guys after round two ever. That's and it's a pretty good hit there. rate. Yeah, it is a good hit. <laughs> it's, a, it's just it's a good hit rate. That's those rare athletes with that size get drafted high. So I, I believe it. I, I I truly believe if the Cowboys keep that pick, Sam Williams is going to be their second round pick. And I'll I'll bring this up. That part of the reason that we haven't seen the kind of hype that you would expect for someone with that kind of athleticism, with that kind of production in the SEC, is that there is some off the field issue right. stuff. So again, like that's why he's not being touted as a potential first round pick with those kind of, with that kind of athleticism. There is some off field stuff that has to be sorted through. So th- this isn't like a, a situation where this is just an athlete. Like he meets all the metrics for production, where the, the competition he's playing yes. and the athleticism. It's the off field that's pushed him down, not really anything else. If you did see today, Lance Erline at the NFL.com. Yeah. Moved him up his rankings to 47 overall. You're starting to see a lot of people put him higher and higher in their mock drafts because I think the these, buzz is starting to grow. These GMs are getting in these guys' ears, right? Yep. And they're starting to start to make adjustments to what they're hearing, not just what they're seeing. So, and that could be dangerous. I mean, that could be because sometimes, again, it's lying season, but a lot of those guys have you know very specific relationships with the folks they're talking with. So, a lot of that stuff is usually a little bit better information than just something that's blasted out on Twitter. All right. Three more. Yeah. Tyler Smith, your guy, the offensive tackle from Tulsa, uh, from somebody who would know said he will be gone or likely to be gone before the Cowboys pick at number 24. That's, I would thought you were going to say 56. Uh, that That's, you know, honestly, I'm not shocked because, because, you know, we've heard, I've heard rumors, and I'm sure you have too, that uh, other teams are considering him in the first. Uh, I, I think I've heard somewhere Tennessee likes him a lot. I, I, you know, so I think that if you look at the run of how these offensive linemen are going, uh, especially if a lot of these tackles go really quickly, I, I would not at all be surprised if he was a first round pick. I, I, I think tw- oh, above us at 24 seems a little bit shocking, but. You know, maybe it shouldn't. These offensive tackles getting pushed up in a year where there isn't a, a, a an obvious, you know, set of first round players. It's kind of light up top. I think once you get to the middle and the later first rounds, teams are going to pick the guys that they like. You know, because there isn't going to be a lot of blinking red mm-hmm. lights. They're going to pick the guys they want for five years. And I will add this: Tyler Smith is the much more developmental player. So maybe drafting him in the fifth in the first round to get that extra year, so that you don't just develop him for four years, make him a good starter for one year, and then give him to somebody else to sign. That might be uh, uh, something that that is that teams are considering getting that extra year because you yep. know that you have to develop yep. him a little bit. Uh, I mean, everybody knows kind of what I think about the player. I think he's a long ways away. However, this is why I buy it. 2021 draft, Alex Leatherwood goes pick 17. 2020. You have Austin Jackson picked at 19, yeah. Isaiah Wilson picked at 29. 2019, you had Andre Dillard picked at 22, Titus Howard picked at 23, and Caleb McGarry picked at 20, 31. Bad offensive line prospects go high every year because there's just not enough of them. And if you can get somebody who has elite measurables and elite tools and has a little bit of nastiness to them, they're going to go high. They're going to be drafted, overdrafted by at least a round. That's why I can I can buy that. Yeah, I mean, I I think it's yeah. There's precedent. We've honestly the player has been trending in that direction. Mm-hmm. 
it's surprising to, when you say it out loud, but I mean, honestly, the bread, the breadcrumbs have kind of led us here, so that it can't be that shocking. And, and like a team like the Saints, who have a huge need at left tackle, I could see them using one of their two first round picks and being like, okay, here we go. This is the best option here. Otherwise, we're taking Rainman from from Central Michigan, who's 25 years old, or we're having to play a Kenyon Green at left tackle. This is just our best option here. I, you know, honestly, are, is are this could the Saints potentially be the first team that, in my recollection, I don't know if this has ever happened, to pick two offensive tackles in the first round? I, I, I wouldn't. It wouldn't it's shock possible. me. They, they need both. I mean, so I, I you know, I, I, I think it, it's something to consider. But yeah, I, I would agree that Silas Smith is a guy that you know, as you see, if you just watch the trends, his continues to go up. All right, well, let's take a quick break so we can tell you guys about Shady Rays. Shady Rays is an independent sunglass company that gives you the features of $200 sunglasses for a fraction of the price. That means polarized lens, well-constructed durable frame, and premium high-end finishes. Also something you won't find anywhere else is Shady Rays' insane protection program. Shady Rays includes lost and broken protection on every single pair, and they will send you a brand new pair if you lose them, no matter what happens. It's as simple as that. Plus, 10 meals are donated to Fight Hunger in America when you shop with Shady Rays. And exclusively for our listeners, head to ShadyRays.com and use promo code LOCKEDON to get 50% off two or more pairs of polarized sunglasses. That's promo code LOCKEDON for their best deal of the season. 50% off two or more pairs of of Shady Rays sunglasses backed by over 150,000 verified five-star reviews. Also, I want to tell you guys about Rock Auto. With the ever-increasing numbers of makes and models, it's now impossible for your local chain auto parts store to stock up on all the parts that you need. Rock Auto has everything from engine control modules, brake parts, motor oil, and even new carpet. Whether it's for your classic or your daily driver, get everything you need in a few easy clicks delivered directly to your door. Best of all, prices at rockauto.com are always reliably low. So go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck right locked on in the How Did You Hear About Us box so they know that we sent you amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Visit rockauto.com today. All right, another rumor that we heard through the vapor, or at least I heard through the uh, the grapevine the last couple of days, is that the Cowboys prefer Kenyon Green over Zion Johnson because they believe Green has more position flexibility uh, because he has the length to maybe play tackle if they need him to. What are your thoughts? I I mean, I, I certainly agree that I think he has a little bit more position flex. I do think he can play some tackle for you in, in a pinch if you needed it. Um, you know, I, I mean, honestly, I think he could develop into a tackle full-time if you need him. I don't know about a left tackle, but uh, I think you know, he, he has kind of right tackle traits I mean, that, that could be he, developed. He did it pretty well at Texas A&M. You can watch the game against Will Anderson against Alabama where he played left tackle, though. He played pretty well. Yeah, I mean, look, I I, I wouldn't want to plug and play him there this no, year, no. but I certainly think he – could he develop into that? That wouldn't surprise me for just the reason that you just mentioned. I mean, he played it at the highest level in college. Fine. I think he's going to be a better guard relative to the rest of the, of the offensive line in the NFL – but I think if you needed him to play tackle, it certainly wouldn't be a problem. I don't think Zion Johnson is that guy because, uh, <laughs> I mean, first of all, he just doesn't have any experience there. And that stance I don't think would work in a kick slide the way, the way he is. So I, 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 I understand uh, if, if they val- since they value uh, position versatility so much, I understand 
that thought process. And I think that they're close enough in grades that it, it could be the difference between the two. I just wonder if it's if he's not very similar to the Jenkins kid that the uh, the Packers took a couple of years ago for Mississippi State, who they play all over on the offensive line. Uh, Elton Jenkins. Elton Jenkins, yeah. Yeah, they play him at right tackle, guard. I think he even played a couple of games at left tackle when David Bakhtiari was out. But I, I just wonder if the Cowboys see Green as one of those guys that literally we can put anywhere on the offensive line and he's, he's, he's just going to figure it out. He's got that experience clearly to do that. Uh, obviously, he's, he played all over the offensive line at AM. and um, So I think, if, you know, I know that people are poo-pooing the idea of versatility. Get me a guy that can, you know, play well position. But this guy is both. I mean, he, he's, he's, he's good enough at guard to be drafted in the first round solely as a guard. There is just the bon- bonus. It's like it's like the kicker, right? It's it's the yeah. it's the thing that is the that's the uh, the the thing that breaks the tie, the tiebreaker. Yeah. Sorry, yeah. Uh, you know, between these two, and I, I think that that's a solid choice for a tiebreaker, in my opinion. If he plays tackle, he still have eighty first percentile wingspan, uh, well above average arm length. The the overall athleticism is certainly good enough. He's just not super tall. He's six foot four. Which is a little bit taller than, or a little bit shorter than you want for an offensive tackle, but it's not a big deal. I don't think his height's going to make him not a good player in the NFL. So, I, I, I see. I, I think for the Cowboys, if they specifically needed a left guard only, which they do, I like Zion a little bit better. But I can see the long-term appeal of Kenyon Green because, hey. If Tyron goes down and we don't want to move Terrence Steele from the right tackle, maybe we just slide Kenyon Green over there. Or if Zach Martin retires, maybe we move Kenyon Green over to right guard and he becomes him and Steele are guys that can open up holes in the run game. I, I can see why the Cowboys would be interested in that. Yeah, I think you know his fatal flaw probably as a tackle is that he's a little bit of a waspender at times, a little which bit, means yeah. he's he's reaching at times, which can be coached away. That's all about confidence and yeah. the timing and and the uh, positioning of your punch. So yeah, I could easily see him developing into a, a solid tackle if if you needed him to do that as well. Last one, uh, Jerry. It's not even a rumor. Jerry Jones said it. The Cowboys will trade up, or will try to trade up early in this draft in the first three rounds by yourself. Bye. I mean, look. Yeah. It's, I mean, we've talked about it before, and certainly when you open it up to the idea of the first three rounds, I, I mean, to me, that second round spot is a very prime spot. I, I would not at all be surprised, just based on the rumors and what we've talked about today, if plan A is, hey, get our guy at 24 if we need to, and then trade up for another guy if we can. Uh, and if we can't, if we're stuck at 56, Sam Williams is our floor, right? Yep. I, I yep. could easily see that being as a solid day two plan. And then let day three fall where it may. Likely, you know, what's interesting to me is that, you know, if they don't, uh, you know, trade up and they don't get offensive line and wide receiver uh, in, in you know, the first two picks, you know, it's we, 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 we could spend another pod if we want talking about Dane's mock draft. But but I, I think that there is something interesting to the idea of not trying to force it after that. Going about your business of drafting everything else, you know, I think Dane put Sam Williams in as a second pick, or maybe I'm thinking of no, he did. Yeah, it was Dane. So, and, yeah. and then I, and then Jelani Walker, oh, Jelani Woods, Johnny Woods at, yeah. at at 88, right? So I think that uh, I think that that's interesting. Again, I think that that's interesting if you have a contingency plan somewhere in your back pocket for filling those holes at offensive line and wide receiver outside the draft or through a trade or whatever. I could also see the Cowboys. Let's say they do. Let's say they take Traylon Burks at 24 and pick 56 as Sam Williams. 
I could easily t- see the Cowboys taking pick 88, 129, and let's say a fifth round pick or a fourth round pick next year because they're going to get some more comp picks and say, let's go from 88 to 67 and let's go get Darian Kennard or let's go get Sawyer from Georgia or maybe Cam Jurgens from Nebraska. We've seen that we saw them trade yep. up for Tyler Biotis, made a big trade up to go get Biotis. Maybe they do something like that where it's, Hey, we don't think this guy's going to fall to us in the late third round. It's not that hard to go up from 88 to 67. Let's go get a guy that we think might be able to start this year on the offensive line. Yeah, I agree. You know, I think that the in the first round more so than than most years, but even in the second round, I think the value for trading up to a spot in the high second will probably be cheaper than it was relative to other years. Again, simply because of the kind of lack of elite talent at the top. All right, so there you go. There's some uh, rumors that are floating around. I'm sure there's a million more that are going to come out over the next two weeks because we are officially two weeks away from the NFL draft. Uh, I basically stopped listening to anything from this point on about where guys are going to go because this is agents trying to bump up their guy or people trying to spread some smoke screens. Um, So try to to ignore a lot of the noise that's going to happen and a lot of the garbage that's going to happen. (laughs) good luck because it's it's there's gonna be a ton of it (laughs) there's going to be a ton of it it happens every year and i'm sure we'll do a couple podcasts on some of this stuff but it's all right certainly that's why we love it so much so uh that is it for today's show tonight make sure you guys are checking out our live stream we're going to be doing uh, a few different mock drafts on youtube 9 p.m eastern time 6 p.m pacific time is that what eight eight p.m. Central Central time? I'm, I'm not yeah. great with time zones, it's, but I'm it's getting better. Not fun. Yeah. Uh, join us on YouTube. Tell us who you who you want us to pick. We'll run through some different scenarios. Uh, I'd like to try to trade up in a draft. We'll try yeah. to execute a trade down. Uh, should be a lot of fun. But follow the podcast wherever you get your podcast. You can check us out at, us out on Twitter at Locked On Cowboys. You can follow Landon at McCoolBCB. I'm at Marcus underscore Mosier. We'll see you guys later tonight. Bye everybody. <laughs>